Good afternoon, this is Nathan Peterson with Wales Baptist Church. And I, again, I just want to take a few minutes of your time just to try to just help you with uh, your day and in the next several weeks that's going on with uh, this virus and just the fear you may have and the the wanting to, to look back to the world to just uh, not put our hope in this world, in the things of this world, in the health of this world. Um, it's hard to see that... Um, People are sick. People are dying. Um, we have a fear amongst society and in the world that um, will we be next? You know, we now have cases in Giles County, and it's got people afraid of what's going to happen. But I just want to just try to give you some encouragement to that, and uh, to give you a warning that Christ gave to us to not look back to the world. Uh, let's pray first. Father God, I just thank you for the stay, God. I thank you for your blessings. I just thank you for your grace and mercy, God. I thank you for your son and him dying on the cross for our sins, God. I thank you for the, all that you are and all that you do, God. I just pray, God, that um, what's being spoken is your words and not mine, God. And I just pray that you just give us that peace that passes all understanding as we're going through this trial here on earth, God. Lord, I love you and praise you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I just I want to read one verse to you, then I'm going to read the con tell you what the story behind that verse is. But the one verse I want to read to you is Luke 17:34, and it's three words in that verse, and they're pretty scary words that apply to us all um, to be careful. And in Luke 17:34, it says, "Remember Lot's wife." Christ, you know, was mentioning these words to the Pharisees who were um, earlier in the chapter were trying to find out, you know, when was the Son of Man going to be coming? What, what, what's going to be? What's, what is it going to be like in those days? And um, Christ went into the story of Sodom and Gomorrah, and uh, and was trying to tell them, but they still had no understanding of what that meant. And then he gave those warning to them of remember Lot's wife. So we're going to go to Genesis 19. And we're going to read through some verses and to try to give you some backstory to what that is and what that warning really means. Um, we're going to start in Genesis 19 and start in verse 1. The two angels came to Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting in the gate of Sodom. When Lot saw them, he rose to meet them and bowed himself with his face to the earth and said, My lords, please turn aside to your servant's house and spend the night and wash your feet. Then you may rise up early and go on your way. They said, No, we will spend the night in the town square. But he pressed them strongly, so they turned aside to him and entered his house. And he made them a feast and baked unleavened bread, and they ate. But before they lay down, the men of the city, the men of Sodom, both young and old, all the people to the last man, surrounded the house. And they called to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may know them or have relations with them is another way of saying that. Lot went out to the men at the entrance, shut the door after him and said, I beg you, my brothers, brothers, do not act so wickedly. Behold, I have two daughters who have not known any man. Let me bring them out to you and do to them as you please. Only do nothing to these men for they have come under the shelter of my roof. But they said, stand back. And they said, this fellow came to sojourn. And he said, "Become, and he has become the judge. Now we will deal worse with you than with them. Then they pressed hard against the man Lot 
and drew near to break the door down. But the men reached out to their hands and brought Lot into the house with them and shut the door. And the angel struck the men with blindness, who were at the entrance of the house, both small and great, so that they wore themselves out, groping for the door. We're going to stop right there and just go over that first few part, the first verses there, right there. You know, the two angels we see in verse 18, if we were to go back farther, they had went to Abraham and first told him that Sarah was going to have a, a child, but that they were going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. And we see Abraham pleading with him, trying to get him to stop. And um, trying to say if there was 50 righteous men, then he went down to 10 righteous men. Will they destroy it? But um, we see the, the, the angels here come to Lot's house, and we see the wickedness of the city. It was so wicked that all the men of the city were coming to try to um, be with the, the two angels that were there, not knowing who they were. And um, it got so bad that we see... Uh, Lot even trying to say, well, just you know, take my daughters. Don't, t don't take these men because Lot knew how holy these men were. But we, but we see them still fighting, trying to get in there. And it, to the point of where the angels had to, to blind them so they couldn't try to get in no more. But yet, even though after they blinded them, they were still fighting. With, that evil was so great, they were still trying to get in that door. All right. In verse 12, we're going to read, it says... The, then the men said to Lot, the angels, Have you anyone else here, sons-in-law, sons, daughters, or anyone you have in this city? Bring them out of this place. For we are about to destroy this place because of the outcry against its people has become great before the Lord. And the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So Lot went out and said to his son-in-laws, who were to marry his daughters, Up, get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy this city. But he seemed to his son-in-laws to be joking or jesting. You know, the angels came. They, they were going to show mercy on Lot and his family. And um, it wasn't going to be originally just Lot and his daughters and his wife. It was going to be his future son-in-laws. But, you know, they thought it was a joke. They just kind of laughed it off. And then it says, So Lot went out and it said to his... Um, I'm sorry, we're going to do in verse 15. As morning dawned, the angels urged Lot, saying, Up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he lingered. So the men seized him and his wife and his two daughters by the hand, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. You know, it's, it's crazy to think that having two two people here telling you that they're going to destroy the city. And then yet we see in verse 16, a lot still lingered. He literally had to be forced out of that city with his daughters and his wife because he just still just lingered behind. He's like, he didn't know what to do. And it says, and as they brought them out, one said, escape for your life. Do not look back or stop anywhere in the valley. Escape to the hills, lest ye be swept away. And Lot said to them, O no, my lords, behold, your servant has found favor in your sight, and you have shown me great kindness in saving my life. But I cannot escape to the hills, lest the disaster overtake me and I die. 
even after all this, them dragging him out, Lot is still showing doubt through this. Like, I can't do this. I'm not going to make it. Even if I get to the hills, I'm still going to die. And then we see the, the angels tell them, Behold, this city is near enough to flee to and is a little one. Let me... Okay, the angels didn't say that. Lot said that. Behold, this city is near enough to flee to and it is a little one. Let me escape there. Is it not little one? And my life will be saved? He said to him, Behold, I grant you this favor also that I will not overthrow the city of which you have spoken. Escape there quickly, for I can do nothing till you arrive there. Therefore, the name of the city was called Zorah. So we see Lot, you know, even through all his doubt and stuff, saying, Well, what about this little city? What if I make it there? Will, will I be okay? And they, they showed him favor, said, Yes, make it to that city and you will be fine. Then we see in verse 23, it says, The sun had risen on the earth when Lot came to Zor. Then the, the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, sulfur and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities and all the valley and all the inhabitants of the cities, what grew on the ground. So we see as soon as they were to the city of Zor, that God took out his judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. Everything was destroyed. Nothing was left standing. But you, you remember in Luke 17, 34, those words of Christ that said, Remember Lot's wife? This is what happened to Lot's wife. It says in verse 26, But Lot's wife behind him looked back, and she became a pillar of salt. You know, she was given, they were given a warning to not look back. To the city, not look back to that evil, to go. And they were almost there. She was almost there. She was on her way to that little city of safe haven. And yet she couldn't help but look back to everything that she had loved to see what was going to happen to their homeland, their their friends, their, everything that they've known. She looked back and what happened? She turned to a pillar of salt. With all that's going on in the world right now, what are we doing as Christians? Are we looking to, looking to the promise that's set before us, our hope that's in Christ? You know, all, all this evil and sin in the world, Christ has already defeated that. We have already won the war through Him. We've done nothing, but Christ took that sacrifice on the cross, died for our sins, rose again three days later, and because of that, we're saved. But I know some people are thinking, but it's hard. You know, we're seeing all this stuff happening, but why, you know, it's, it's hard. It's, it's hard to see family members sick, losing jobs, going through all these struggles. It's hard, but it's already been won. We don't need to turn to the world for comfort, turn to the world for, for our satisfaction. You know, when you become saved, you know, all that's past. John 14, 1 through 3 says, Let not your heart be troubled. Ye believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, 
that where I am, there you may be also. Christ has already prepared a place for us. We have a home in heaven. It's, it's quite obvious when we look around that we see everything's temporary. Even before this virus happened, we've, we've seen wars. I can say in my lifetime, you know, be a veteran, you know, I've seen the evil of the worlds. I've seen the, the death and the, the hate of countries trying to overthrow other countries. You know, we've seen sickness. We've seen um, just various things that cause you to see that this world is dying. This world is, is full of flaws. But yet in John 14, 1 through 3 says, he's telling us, let not your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would not have told you. You know, if it were not so, I would not have told you. That's telling you, believe me, it's true. You know, the trials that we're going through right now with this virus and just the, the doubt and the fear, it's temporary. We got a home waiting for us up in heaven to be with God forever. Don't turn back to the world right now and look to it and start to worry about everything you've had is being taken away or I don't have a job or I'm worried about losing this, I'm worried about losing that. It doesn't matter anyways. Because when, when Christ comes back again, you know, Kevin's been over the Revelation series talking about the different things that are going to be happening. You know, when that final seal is broken, it's all going to be gone anyways. So I just, you know, just want to remind, remind you of those three words that Christ said, remember Lot's wife. Don't turn back to the world for your comfort, for your peace. Obey God's words that he tells you. Listen to him that in John 14, he has prepared a place for us. And if it wasn't true, he wouldn't have told us. Keep your eyes focused on that promise of, of our home in heaven. And that as long as we're doing what we're supposed to do as a church, as individuals, it's going to be all right. You know, it's been humbling to see more and more posts pop up of um, not trying to tout it, puff anybody up, but to see how we as a church are still out there doing the things we're supposed to be doing as a church, working outside the walls of this building. It's neat to see the, the different things that are happening and the stuff that's being done behind the scenes that people don't even realize. Keep doing what you're doing. And don't look to the world to see what's going on there. Just show the love of God. Show the love of Christ to those people. Be a witness to people. Tell them of the good news that we have in Christ, that once you have that relationship with Christ, that you will, they will understand that when you have that relationship, the world won't matter. Remember Lot's wife. Don't turn to the world and trust in God. Father God, I just thank you for this day. I thank you for your grace and mercy. God, I pray, God, that as we go throughout the next days and weeks and months, God, that we remember Lot's wife, but most importantly, remember your words, God, that 
you have prepared a place for us if we're your children, God. You've never lied to us once, and you never will lie to us. I pray we remember the promises throughout the Bible, God, that you will never leave us nor forsake us, God, that you're a friend that sticketh closer than a brother, that this life is temporary, it's going to be destroyed anyways, but yet we have a home with you, God. I pray, God, that we just don't waste any opportunities we have to be the light to the world, God. I pray that we just continue being that witness to the world, um, showing Christ's love to the world, God. And I pray that we just take every opportunity we have to not look to the world, God, but to look to you and spread your love. Lord, I love you. I praise you. I give you all honor and all glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.